1: Recorded live. Five minutes until showtime. Four minutes until showtime. Three minutes until showtime. two minutes until showtime. In one mile, continue straight on to William L. Wilson Freeway. One minute until showtime. Straight
2: on to William L. Wilson Freeway. Old on William L. Wilson Freeway. In two and a quarter miles. Your show will go live in five seconds. Four, three, two, one.
1: Love Hope Radio.
2: Welcome to the show, everyone. That is Pillar, a Christian group, and the song is called Frontline. I heard that song one day, and it fit. And it skews the GPS. I am traveling. But the song is called Frontline. Now, the Bible says we do not war against flesh and blood, but principalities. And that's what a lot of people do not understand, is what are those principalities? This is Reach Out America, The Rights of the Few. And we are simulcasting on my talk show account called The Rights of the Few. You can follow me at therightsofthefew.wordpress.com. And the phone number, if you would like to call in, is 516-453-9128. And if you would like to talk, press 1. So, one of the subjects I'm going to talk about tonight is this ISIS-slash-Syrian-Refugee Dilemma.
1: And I
2: hope my surprise guest will be able to make it, because I simulcasted his show Friday, James Bostic, and he said a few things that told me a lot. Now I may be wrong; they may be assumptions. We will find out if he's able to get on. Straight on to
1: U.S.
2: But. There's a lot of problems with the whole refugee thing. You got like 30 some odd states that are talking; they're not going to accept the refugees. Well, the problem is unless unless they shut down the borders, unless they shut down the borders of those prospective states. There's no keeping them out of their states. I have a sneaky suspicion with the other developments. I don't remember which state it was that said. I think it was Tennessee, actually. Yeah, it was Tennessee, because I shared it with an attorney that I know in Tennessee, Connie Reguly, and they were like proposing one of the one of the legislators in the state, the state representatives, was looking at bringing in the National Guard or calling up the National Guard to start rounding the refugees up until they're vetted. He wasn't getting a lot of support. Well, the problem is to keep the country secure, that's what you're going to have to do. At least properly vet. With too many refugees getting fake passports, how do you them. Fake passports means fake names, some name that's not in the system. So how do you figure out who they are if they're not in a database? Which the government keeps databases on everything and as you well know, those databases if you're an American citizen they throw the book at you. You've got Child Protective Services uses databases if you've ever had a neglect case against you down the road They look at that and say, you should never have kids anymore. You know, it's, it's, they throw the book at American citizens. But if you're from another country, oh, we roll out the red carpet for you.
1: So, I know that this
2: immigration refugee problem it is a form of a false flag. Now, false flag does not always mean our government is behind it. There is different types, and I can only t- I can only name off two. One is where a government, corporation, individual, they do the event themselves under the banner. Of someone else Or put the blame on someone else Um, Like one that was declassified Was Operation Northwoods Operation Northwoods was an actual government event That before Kennedy was murdered The the, uh, Department of Defense Actually took this plan to him And said hey let's do this and it was a 9 11 style attack where they would have remote control airplanes and uh, theater shootings and bombings and blow up some commercial jetliners that were remote controlled and blame it on the Cubans to get us into a war with Cuba. Another major type, and the only reason I know about these two is these are the two main ones that are used. There are others, is called a stand down. I see this one as a stand-down. As in they know that these people are a danger. They know that they're going to sneak across the border. So they know if they let them come in, that something's going to happen. And what always happens, government uses it to do what? get more power. Look at uh, the French president. I can't remember his name. Like, for two months beforehand, they were telling the people, oh, be tolerant, they're not bad, we'll be all right, and then we had the Paris attacks, And then he had to run for his wife at the stadium because they stopped that event. So did they know it was going to happen? Yes. Was it allowed to happen by opening the borders? Yes. That is a form of a false flag terror event. The number one group of people throughout history that propagates wars through the use of what, we have, what has been commonly termed as a false flag is government. Go all the way back to Rome. What did Rome do? The uh,
1: Caesar at the time,
2: he set the Grecian city on fire, had some of the Roman troops do it, and who did they blame it on? The Christians. That was the former false flag type, as in the actual government perpetrated it to blame it on their political enemies. Plus, through the Hegelian dialectic, problem-reaction-solution. They create the problem, control the reaction through the media, and offer you the solution they want to put into place. So whether it's orchestrated fully by the government when these events happen or it's a stand-down to allow it to happen, key bono, who stands to gain? Who always stands to gain? When it comes to false flag events, or even if it's a real event, who stands the game? Governments. Because what do they do? They take power. Back to what I said about the French president. What did they say last week? That the French citizens must give up their rights so we can keep them safe. Oh, Wait a minute here. Who stands to gain? Is this being used to take power? Absolutely. They allow them to come in knowing that the events are going to happen. I've said it all along. Is ISIS dangerous? Yes. Are they the real danger? No. They couldn't be doing what they're doing if there wasn't policies within the government Funding them, radicalizing them, giving them weapons, and allowing the events to happen. They
1: wouldn't be that big a threat. And I
2: hold a few different views. Compared to what you would call Republican conservatives. A lot of conservatives, or that people that ascribe to conservatism, don't like the things I say. They don't like the ideas that I espouse, but they can't argue them.
1: And that's one of the things I'm going to go over tonight.
2: I took some notes down earlier. I heard someone say on Keeper's Mind Pool, that's on Blog Talk forward slash FPC, I cannot tell you the uh, numbers after that, but it's the FPC network on Blog Talk. One lady called into the show talking about just kill them all. I don't think that's the answer. I think that approach is part of what's causing the radicalization. Our government and our media working together has a real, they work in lockstep. In other words, most of our media is controlled by the government. That's a known fact. Go all the way back to Operation Mockingbird. You can look it up. Operation Mockingbird, I think, was in the 1950s. They say that it was ended, but... And it was where the CIA controlled the media to control the message. Oh, it was ended on paper. That doesn't mean that it was ended. You go through the government accountability office, you find out the government spends billions of dollars a year in propaganda placements and not just movies, but it just came out, what, two weeks ago that the government is – Paying the NFL to do these salute to the troops things that they do To get the people to bow down to the troops I'm not saying the troops are bad I are friends and I got family that are veterans But out of one side of the government's mouth Veterans are the number one threat to government A.K.A. the Department of Homeland Security Terrorism threat assessment And then out of the other side of the mouth they pay these big corporations to get you to worship the troops, and a lot of the troops a lot of the veterans don't like it J T. Hawk listening to him one day he was talking about one thing that meant more to him than all the thank yous the thank yous is not what the troops like, and it made sense. He said he had a guy come to him and said, I'm not going to tell you thank you. I'm going to tell you welcome home. See, a lot of the veterans feel out of place. I was listening to Joe Biggs the other day, and he said the same thing. They don't want to thank you. They just want to be welcome home. They want to to know that they're welcome. And see, the government doesn't do that. The government denies them health care, puts out messages that a veteran is bad, but you're good if you're active duty and you're willing to uh, blow up innocent women and ch- men, women and children in other countries. Because look at all the we drone attacks. How many times did it come out that to get one so-called terrorist, we blow up a whole village or blow up a wedding? Is that just? No, it's not. That's part of what's making a lot of these people radicals. I mean, if somebody was dropping bombs on our town, would we not want to get revenge? And would that government call us terrorists if we went to that town and started killing people? Absolutely. But we don't need. We don't tend to think about that. Now, I'm not saying I absolutely. I am supporting Islam. I'm not. I don't agree with the religion. I'm a Christian. I do believe Jesus is Lord. I don't think that Islam is following the same God. They say they follow the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I don't believe that. Because if God is love, they sure don't follow his mandate. Because you can't say what they're doing is love Raping women uh, Killing you if you don't agree That's not love
1: So Back to what I was saying Most
2: conservatives Will watch the likes of Fox News I can't stand the mainstream media If I watch something on Fox News, it's on YouTube that somebody sent me a video of that was pertinent to a story, then I may watch it. But that's it. Or CNN I might wa I watch it even less and it's only if there's a video that I want to look at. But as in watch sitting down in front of a TV and watching the mainstream media, forget it. I get tired of being lied
1: to,
2: because that's all they do. They lie. They push the official narrative, either from a right-wing spin or a left-wing spin. I was talking to someone the other day. I said it was an older black man, and we were sitting there talking, very smart man. He said he was a conservative. He's really great, really smart old man. And I started laying some facts out to him. And he actually looked at me and said, I think I missed some things. I said, I think you did, too. I said, one of the things I told him, I said, look, we vote Republicans in. They don't do anything. So we get angry. Then we vote Democrats in. They don't do anything. So we get angry. Like, go back to... Then we vote Bush in, which some evidence out there under Black Fox voting, which was a documentary on HBO, surprisingly, they put it on there, showing the evidence that the elections were rigged. But we vote Bush in. Bush don't fix it. We get angry. People wanted change. So Obama ran on hope and change. And... Now we have no hope or change. I mean, they're trying to take the very change out of our pocket that we do have. And it just continues to get worse. I said, people don't realize it. They're walking in lockstep together. The Republicans want more war. I was listening to uh, Mark Hoffman's show, and he had a senator on the show, Tom something. I can't think of his name. Very, very conservative
1: Republican,
2: has backgrounds with the CIA, uh, served overseas a lot. I would love to debate him. And he has like five or so different corporations, works in national security, this, that, and the other. And he's talking about getting rid of lobbyists out of government, which it sounds good. Don't get me wrong. Everything he said sounds good. But do I think for a second that if he gets an office, his company won't benefit? Oh, yeah, it will. Can't tell me it won't. Because what is he pushing? More war. We need to go over and blow these places up. No, we don't. We need to bring our troops home and protect our borders. Be done with it. Because all of this that is going on is bankrupting our country. And the vast majority of Republicans don't get that. They know we're deep in debt, but oh we gotta stop these bad evil is Muslims. Sounds familiar back in the sixties, you know, racism back was going on. We have to stop these bad evil black people. So what do we do? Create a marriage license because, oh, no, they can't marry who they want. That goes back to the eugenics movement. America loves to have someone to hate. They don't use common sense because it's all based on emotions because why? The media governs the emotions. Does it not? Yes. That's why it's called media. media. You learn... If you learn about uh, philosophy and debates and this, that, and the other, one of the big controlling factors of philosophy is the media. It controls and directs the thoughts of the masses. Are the masses bad? No. I've said it before. I would be willing to bet every culture, every Country has their own little cultures that the masses in those cultures just want to be left alone, raise their family, and and go to work every day. It doesn't matter if it's Buddhist, Hindu, if it's Muslim, Christian, Catholic, Protestant, Republican, Democrat. Pick your group. It don't matter. They all just want to be left alone, go to work, raise their family. That's why they don't get along. Everybody's talking about what we need to do to fix this, and why won't the masses do anything? Because the masses have never done anything throughout history. You'll never find a mass movement. It's a small minority of good standing up to a small minority of evil. And right now we have people in control that are hell-bent on bringing this country down. And we can't see past our hatred of Muslims to look at the real power structure and who is funding and who is pushing for these wars to keep them going. That was one of the notes I took down Confronting ISIS aggressively overseas All it's going to do Is push us deeper in debt. If we wasn't In all these countries We wouldn't have all these people Wanting to attack us I don't think we would Because when was we the strongest Why was we One of the most loved countries And to a degree we still are But a lot of people overseas are slowly changing their tune because, why we are becoming the new Nazi Germany. People see we are fast losing our rights. We are fast losing our freedoms. Everybody can sense what's coming, but they
1: don't always know what. It's not
2: by chance that Obama is leaving the borders wide open to bring all these people in, and the other day, I heard a montage that goes to lead to the idea that Obama is a Muslim. No, he's not a Muslim. That is a cover story its is mentor which if you go get the documentary Dreams of My Real Father, I'd have to look up who who made that documentary, but Dreams of My Real Father lays out some very strong evidence that his real father was Frank Marshall Davis, which is which was a Marxist Communist. So you've got the liberal left hating Republicans because Republicans are pushing fascism. You've got the Republicans hating the liberals because they're pushing socialism. But they don't recognize the same people in power, it don't matter the ism, they control it. And it's always about enslaving the population. Like I said earlier, they throw the book at you if you are an American citizen. How many times do you hear about, yeah, I use the unpolitically correct term, illegal immigrants. They get pulled over 99% of the time. They give them a small ticket that either never gets paid give them a court date they never show up for, and they get released. Right then, just about. And ICE don't come pick them up, and they don't get deported hardly ever. But if it's you or me, they throw the book at us. Get a ticket, $150, $200 fine, whatever. Uh, They just throw the book at you. And the, the police departments and the courts are told, don't do nothing to the illegals because it's the It's the Cloward and Piven model. Stress from above and stress from below. Pressure from above, pressure from below. Own the system till it collapses, and out of the collapse they gain power. I've said it since before Obama was in office. First election, before he even got elected. I could see where things were going. I said, Obama, if he gets... He'll be our last president. And I still hold to that. Because if you really look at what he's doing, this whole push about Hillary and the emails, a lot of evidence is supporting the fact that the Obama administration is the one pushing this to take down Hillary. Now,
1: think of Nazi Germany. We're following the exact same playbook. What did Hitler do?
2: He bombed his own Reichstag, his version of our Congress. Blamed it on Poland to go into Poland during, I think, World War Two. Might have been World War One. I'd have to go clarify that, but just look it up, you'll know. I could be wrong. And that's an admitted historical fact. That is back to what I said. False flag. That was totally government controlled.
1: Now, could this be
2: the event? that Obama uses to take power, look how he is rebelling against the courts and against Congress. If we have the right events happen in this country, he'll take power. He'll be dictator.
1: So, James, are you there?
2: James is trying to get on. He sent me a message that said he thought he might be on, but I don't hear him yet.
1: Well? I was hoping he was on. I know he's trying.
2: So, back to what I was saying, though. I know James made a very good point. We get, overall, a million refugees. And from the numbers I've seen you have 80,000 of them are military age men out of those, I mean, not 80,000, 80%. So that means you've got 800,000 military-aged men. And let's just say
1: 1% are jihadists. 1%.
2: That's 8,000. What are we going to do against 8,000 jihadists? Are you there, James?
1: Can you hear me okay? I can hear you now.
3: Okay, well, don't pay the ransom. I was able to kill a guard and escape.
2: Good. I'm glad because uh, I, I was <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to.
3: Took...
2: I was trying to raise the bail money. I really was.
3: I'm I'm sorry that took so long. I ran into some technical things with Skype, and then uh, once I finally got the knots untangled, I was able to get here. It thanks for thanks for having me on. Like I said, I'm I'm very sorry I'm late.
2: Oh, you're fine. Hey, I look at it like this: I'm a truck driver. The load ain't never late. It's always right behind me.
3: <laughs> okay, well, here I am. What what were you so, talking about?
2: We I started off talking about, you know, false flags, dealing with ISIS, you know, laid out the two main things that are false flags. See, that was part of the reason I sent you that the other day about I don't agree. Right. And one of the things I was just finishing up with on, on the – I spoke something about the – I heard you say it I heard a lady call on Keeper Show say it About this whole ideology of kill them all I don't think that's the answer I think that is part of what's radicalizing A lot of these people
1: Well I'm
3: afraid that we're going to have to kill a bunch of them If it comes down to it Maybe not all And and I'm not speaking about all Muslims I'm just talking about the ones and, And I might not have made that clear um, ISIS has got to go.
2: Well, yes, Al Qaeda. You know all these these. But the problem is, and you've heard me say it before, they're not. They are a threat. Don't get me wrong. They're not the big threat because they could not do what they were doing if it wasn't for our government and other governments propagating this, giving them weapons, giving them money, allowing them into the countries. That's one of the well,
3: flags. And you plays. know what? It's we've we've given we've given money and arms to bad guys in the past. And I'm not I'm not one to dismiss any of these kind of things. You know when you say the word conspiracy, one of two things happens. People start rolling their eyes because yeah. Yeah. Well, and and you know why, Brian? Because that word has been demonized.
2: That word has you been demonized. And and who was the big person that demonized it? Here's where it, Now, are what what are you? Are you a Republican conservative?
3: Well, i tell you what, Brian. Here's where I'm at. Um once upon a time I I would yeah, I'm conservative. I would say conservative. I'm registered as, as a Republican, but I'm sick of the I'm sick of the McConnells and the McCain's and yes. the mcBaners and the McRines and yeah, I'm, I'm I'm really tired of it. I don't think there's a dime's worth of difference between Nancy Pelosi and, and uh John Boehner. Harry Reid and, and Mitch McConnell. I don't think they abandoned they abandoned their their commitment to their constituency about the second, third term in. Then they started looking out for themselves, and that's all not I
2: don't, I don't think it's really that they're looking out for themselves. That's one of the things I was discussing earlier. And, and, I, and the reason I asked that, because when I was listening to your show the other night, which I enjoyed it, when I do catch your show, I, I do enjoy your thought-provoking comments. I don't always agree. That's why I said I'd love to debate you on some of it. Because um, you're a very intelligent person. And I love having intelligent conversations to bounce ideas off of because, wow, well, I'm not always right. That's part of learning. But I don't think they're looking out for themselves. You Look, what I said earlier was I was talking to this old black man the other night at the restaurant, very smart. He said he was a conservative. And by the end of our conversation, he said, you know, I think I've missed some things. I said, yeah, I think you have. Because I laid out some stuff to him. But I did, one of the things I brought up was, look, I said, the Republicans get in office. They don't do what they're supposed to do. We get angry. So then we now go back to Bush, not Bush and Reagan, okay? After Reagan was shot, Bush kind of took over pretty much. And, yeah, we had a strong economy that... Reagan lowered taxes. That was part of the reason why. But something happened. So what happened? We vote Clinton in. Clinton rides on the coattails of the dot-com boom and the Reagan tax cuts. So a lot of Democrats love Clinton because they think it was because of Clinton that things happened. But we get eight years of Clinton. People get angry for some reason. We get Bush. Bush does a lot of crap. We get angry. We get Obama. And the one thing I said at the end of it is, and I said, "Have you ever given any thought to why it don't get no better? It just gets worse." I said because they're both working together at the top. The Republicans push war. We got to go over to these countries. The reason I ask you, if you're a Rep- Republican conservative, is because you you talk like a lot of conservatives I've I've talked to. I used to be a Republican. Okay? And I used to say I was a conservative. Now I'm a political atheist. I don't believe in either party. So so we see they work in lockstep getting laws passed. They use these events to gain power. Are you familiar with the Hegelian dialectic?
3: Uh, No. No, I'm not.
2: The Hegelian dialectic is problem-reaction-solution. You get the synthesis, the antithesis, and and you merge them together and you get, I don't remember what the other term is, but it's the problem-reaction-solution. The problem is created using the ISIS as an example. Okay, they're not shutting down the border to the refugees. Like you said, what if one per- one-tenth of one percent are actual ISIS, one million people? Then you have 1,000 potential, which is real interesting. The FBI said they have 1,000 persons of interest that they're monitoring. Okay? Now, right. can we keep them out of different states? No. I have a truck for a living. I'm free to go whatever state my load takes me. So these states get up there and say, we're not going to accept any of them. The only way you're going to stop them coming in is calling the National Guard to shut down the borders. You're not going to stop it from happening because we have a criminal element in the government that is doing a false flag, a stand-down. They are allowing it to happen, knowing it's a danger. And that's why I said before you come on the show, I, I've said it since before Obama was elected in his first term, when, because I realized he was going to win. I said, he will be our last president. I still hold to that. I know we're running down to the wire, but think about it. You get all these refugees in here, and you get 1,000 people using your number, and you get four or five cities that, that go up in smoke, not the whole cities, but bombings. What do you think is going to happen? He's going to declare a national emergency. They'll never use the term martial law, but they'll declare a national emergency. There will be troops on the street, and he'll be the next Hitler. He will take power.
1: Well, Brian, I'll be honest
3: with you. It is not beyond the realm of impossibility to see something like that happen. It has, as we both know, uh, I suspect you're a little bit of student history it it's happened before and it and it Hitler. hasn't been that long ago. So yeah, Hitler did it
2: with the Reichstag. What, what, right,
3: exactly. Okay. You know, and and if you want to, we can go back, there there are there are those and there is a school of thought, and I don't know if you're familiar with this or not, um that that goes back to when the main was blown up in Havana Harbor. Yeah. There's there's ample evidence that it, it may it too may have been a, a self-inflicted act to generate sympathy and, and gin up enthusiasm for the war with, exactly. with Spain. That is actually and,
2: that's actually and, fact.
3: Yeah. And and you know and and there's another story the same thing we can look at in the Lusitania. Lusitania was torpedoed by the Germans, but there have been a number of reports that Lusitania was also carrying. Uh, arms and munitions to England, and we were supposed to be neutral. Again, you know, it, it, false flag operations, whatever you want to call them, they happen all the time. And and Absolutely. you know, we think about we think about the Reichstag, but you know, corrupt power wherever it is, whether it's corrupt power in Germany, whether it's corrupt power here in the United States, you know,
2: that's why it's corrupt.
3: Thought? They're not
1: above using this stuff. Yeah. All that,
2: so all that what, here's sec- my question. Okay. Well, I lost my simulcast. <laughs> oh no. Yeah, it 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 call dropped and now I can't get it back up.
3: Oh. <laughs> oh,
2: it's all right. Well, so well, here, while in the
3: that we have left, um, how do what do you see as the remedy here, Brian? Right? What do we do?
2: Well. Well, using an example, when I did get to talk to Mark Hoffman at the end of his show, a lot of people are pushing for a wall, okay? They're saying, we need to put a wall up to keep these people out, right? That's not the answer. People look at it as a wall to keep them out, but guess what? A wall keeps you in, too. When you got our government advertising in these countries, come over here and we will pay for everything. We'll give you Medicaid, food stamps, housing. Don't you think they're gonna flood in? See, that's where the problem lies. It's not a wall. The wall's not the answer. You quit giving all this free crap. And you start deporting, guess what? All these immigrants will leave.
3: Brian, that's I'm really glad you brought that up because I tell you, I was I was um I was smoking a pork shoulder last night. And and so I was up kind of late and I was doing some work on one of my other programs and there are three very, very serious lies. That are be to- that are being told to the American people about what's going on, and you hit on one of them. These these refugees are not refugees at all. They're migrants. They are welfare migrants, and just exactly what you're talking about in in this you know just opening up the giant teats of government for to to all the entitlement programs. They're not fleeing religious persecution The Sunnis There are all kinds of Sunni states In the region that could take them Same thing with the Shiites Syria is in the middle of this religious war Between Sunni and Shiites And there are enough Sunni and Shiite countries Respectively In the region That can take care of these people No, they migrate They're migrants They're not refugees the Jews, the Yazidis, the Christians that are being beheaded and raped and incinerated, those are refugees. Yes. But the people that we're talking about, no. This is, these are economic migrants, and they're coming here because exactly what you're talking about, throwing the money at them. They don't go to places like Slovenia. They don't go to Bulgaria. No, they go to Sweden and Germany because they're richer countries they coming to the United States because they're richer countries. Christians, Jews, and other non-Muslims, those are the people who are genuinely the refugees here. And who does the State Department reject? Yes, they the do. Christians,
2: and guess non-Muslims. what? We have a legal apparatus for people to come here, and, and do they let – a few people come through that system to look like they're doing something? Yes. I won't say they don't, because we know they do. But that is not the people they want, because those people are not going to bring this country down. Those people are the ones that want to build up the country, that love the country, want they want to come here to be prosperous. The, the Influx of Quasi-refugees military 80% are military-age men And a Big enough yet small portion They are here To exact revenge That is what it is And our government knows that Look You go look at You named off I'm going to go into the Boston bombing brothers The Tsarnav brothers You brought that up The official story was They did the act And That Like you said They did what they believed They were Muslims Were they Muslims? Yes But who was controlling them? Before the Boston bombing happened Russia blew their cover All Russia did Was send out a press release and said are these your boys? because they were being run and handled by the CIA and the FBI and they had free reign and travel to go back and forth between Chechnya and America under many different names the day of the Boston bombing, if you go look up pictures of the Boston bombing there's another group you see there and I think that's what got Chris Kyle killed. His security forces were there. Okay, It came out in the news the day of the Boston bombing that they were running drills at the start and finish line. Both. They had bomb sniffing dogs. They had police the whole nine yards. See, am I going to say all Muslims are bad? No. Am I going to say all Muslims are good? No. But we have this hatred for Muslims because of propaganda. Because if you go look at any major event that has happened in this country, Ahmad Salam, here's a prime example, World Trade Center 1993. Go look at his interviews. Go look at what he was doing. He worked for Egypt. Was he Muslim? Yes. He was a lieutenant. In the army over in Egypt, it was that's that's basically how it would correlate to our army. Okay, he was he was being run by the FBI. They were doing a drill, and he realized that the FBI was getting ready to set him up, and he had recorded everything. He turned it over to NBC, and they said, "You either get out of the country," and they paid him like a million some odd dollars. To get out of the country Or they're just going to kill him And he's got his own website And and he talks about this This was World Trade Center 93 Uh, What was it Two years ago New York Times Weird that as liberal as they are That they actually put it out They showed 19 examples And they raised the question About these events Why is it that all these events are handled by, F- by the FBI, as in the FBI, whether they actually happened or the FBI stopped it, is it a situation where problem, reaction, solution? We have to keep y'all safe by passing these laws because look at all these events we stopped. Really? You're controlling the people. You put taxis up like the uh, underwear bomber. It was in congressional testimony. The State Department said, yep, we were ordered to put him on the plane by one of the unnamed intelligence agencies. It's always the same story every time. And what did they get out of that? The naked body, body scanners, because they purchased them the year before. So they needed the right event to get the American people to accept it. That is what's going to happen. And I'm going to tell you now, James, I will bet my paycheck that what you're going to see come out of this refugee problem, they're going to start talking about biometrics, that we're going to have to use this so we know who is who, and if a major event happens, you're gonna start seeing states shut down their borders
3: well and and now you mentioned that's something else that you mentioned um when you hit on that uh they uh biometric information will work for the people that have have been in our customs you know, in our custody, but it's going to be useless for terrorists that we haven't had any contact with. And you're absolutely right. They can use that as leverage to secure a, quote, database. Yep. But, you know, and and we're not going to get that information from somebody else. Syria and and Turkey and Greece and Croatia and Serbia and all these, these gateway countries that are letting these folks go. They don't, they're technologically overwhelmed. These people, they they fill out, in Greece, they're letting these people fill out their own paperwork. And then they're turning their paperwork in and they're being given letters of transit that will allow them to hemorrhage over into the richer, stronger nations in Europe. Of course, that's Sweden, German, Scandinavian states, Spain, Italy, France. And so we we can't look to these countries, whether they're non-functioning countries like Syria or whether they're documentarily overwhelmed countries like Serbia and Greece and Turkey. So the only thing that we're going to have left that's going to come close to helping us with this alleged vetting process is the, is the United Nations. You can go ahead and laugh here. I'll stop for a minute. And... <laughs>
2: yeah. You're right. Okay, All right. you know now, They alone, still
3: ripped G-Cards.
2: <laughs> Those guys now, still alone, ripped
3: G-Cards.
2: That's right. Now, it's, I'm glad you brought that up because that is the one thing that if somebody mentions the U.N., I think about it. Why I didn't think about it before, because I've been saying it since it come out. You remember when the lady at the U.N. announced through the Strong cities initiative to have a, to basically have a world police force where they put UN hubs in all the major cities to control the police departments and make a right. world police officer. Wouldn't this be the event needed to get the American people or the people of the world to accept it? Look, since they've been doing Black Lives Matter since Ferguson, you've heard it talked about about federal police forces, which we already know they've been federalizing the police for a while. But what was it? What is that the hey, the race baiter uh Reverend uh, Sharpton? Yes. Reverend Al? Yeah, Sharpton. Okay. Even he is pushing the idea that we need federal police force that tells you right there the agenda so now, what do we get two weeks after I think it was two weeks it might be three weeks. You have to look that up. We get the strong cities and in-